Motor racing is fast, and so is our podcast. All the news and opinion you need in 250 seconds. This is the NCZ Motorsports 250. After a long time away, I'm very pleased to be back with the NCZ Motorsports 250. And we're going to begin at the end. The end of the 2007 season with our review of who did well and who really didn't. We're going to go through things in the same order as the finishing standings of the Constructors' Championship. So we begin at the beginning, at the top, with Ferrari. With 9 wins, 9 poles, 12 fastest laps and 204 points, Ferrari were champions. But regardless of what the Tifosi say, this was a hollow victory. They know it. The 12 fastest laps showed that they had pace almost everywhere, but they would have lost the Constructors' Championship had it not been for McLaren's disqualification. For that, they only get an A-. Now, as far as the drivers, Kimi Raikkonen, 6 wins, 3 poles, 6 fastest laps, 12 podiums, 110 points, world champion, and quite deservedly. He kept plugging away, he was rewarded for his tenacity, and just for finishing the race, and finishing the race well, much the same way as Keki Rosberg did when uh, he won the crown in 1982. For that, I give him an A+. Now his teammate, Philippe Massa, three wins, yeah. He was disappointing, though. Three wins from the pole. But he buckled under pressure when having to race from behind. For that, he only gets a grade B. Second place in the standings was BMW Sauber. They only had two podiums, no wins or anything, but 101 points. Though clearly not as fast as Ferrari or McLaren, they had consistency, and that made for a strong showing, and they can build on that for the future. I give them an A. Of the drivers, Nick Heidfeld had two podiums, finishing fifth in the standings. He was quick Nick, and now he became steady Nick taking points in 14 out of 17 races. This earns him a grade A. Now, Robert Kubica, sixth in the standings, and he had a rocky start and an enormous crash in Canada. But he bounced back well and finished well, and that I give him a B+. Renault finished third in the standings, but missed Alonso way more than they thought they would. Without a strong lead driver, the team floundered. They get a C-. Giancarlo Fisichella, well, his big shot at being the team big shot was a total misfire. Briatore knew it was time for him to go long before the end of the season. He gets a D. Heike Kovalainen, a shaky start drew the wrath of Flavio, but the Finn was not rattled, and he strung together some strong finishes, especially in the second half of the season. Good enough, in fact, to get him a much, much, much better ride next season. He gets a B+. Williams finished fourth in the standings and showed lots of promise and outperformed their engine supplier, but their misguided driver pairing cost them, and they only get a B for that. The drivers, Nico Rosberg, who finished ninth, turned some heads with some great qualifying performances and thoroughly outclassed his teammate in the races, without repeating the mistakes of 2006, for which I give him a B+. Alex Wurtz was very fortunate to get a third place in Canada, and that was the only high point of his season. His technical feedback is wonderful, but his race pace just couldn't cut it. And he knew that, and he graciously stepped down for the last Grand Prix. 
I gave him a C. Ah, Red Bull. Such promise. Such abysmal reliability. Especially when it came to their seamless shift transmission system. They get just a C+. The little wee Scotsman, David Coulthard, kept plugging away despite the uh, fragility of his uh, ride beneath his butt. And I give him a B-. Mark Webber showed some good racecraft, which rewarded him with a podium in the rain at Nürburgring, but the rest of the season was very disappointing. And the car, as always, let him down on many occasions when he was running in the points. He gets a B-2. Toyota, well, they finished sixth in the standings, and they just weren't quick enough. And they were often embarrassingly slow when compared to their engine customer, Williams, despite that huge budget. And that gives them a D. Of their drivers, Jano Trulli managed to qualify in the top 10 for most of the season, but he couldn't translate those grid positions into point finishes, and his standing at Toyota looks shaky even though he is supposedly confirmed for next season. He gets just a C+. And as for Ralphie, well, maybe Ralphie should have retired with his brother. It would have least have saved him, and his huge paycheck, the embarrassment of being outraced by Super Aguri's and at times spikers, he gets the dreaded F. Toro Rosso finished 7th in the standings, and that's because three or four races from the end of yet another lacklustre season, something happened, and the Red Bull B team suddenly took off. Performance-enhancing drugs? Eh, more likely they just sedated Fran's toast. They give them a B-. Vitantonio Luzzi, well, the uh, likable Italian, put in some uh, solid performances that were ruined by an unreliable car. Uh, but he was able to run with Sebastian Vettel at the last part of the season. I give him a B. Scott Speed, well, the season started half-heartedly. He never really had the support of team management and everything fell apart incredibly quickly. I give him a C+. Sebastian Vettel, well... The Wunderkind arrived from BMW, and he initially struggled, but uh, he put in some strong drives in the rain in Japan, and of course, which was ruined by a rookie mistake, and he followed that with a fine fourth place in China, for which I give him a B+. In eighth place in the standings was Honda, and Jensen Button's fifth place in China saved face for this team, otherwise they'd have been beaten by super best friends. It was truly a horrendous season. Their aerodynamics department and most of the design department were being replaced before the end of the year. And was this really all caused by just a miscalibrated wind tunnel setup? It's very hard to believe. But in any case, they get an F. Jensen Button, he finished at lowly 15th in the standings, where the once golden boy of British motor racing was comprehensively dethroned by... Well, yeah, he's coming up later. But not by his own performance, but by that Honda Swamp Buggy. But he hung in there. He didn't bitch. He didn't moan. He never criticized the team. And he picked up a few points at the end of the season, for which I give him a B. On the other hand, Rubinho said, I left Ferrari for this. Rubens got zero points, 20th in the standings, and a ninth place was the highlight of his season. 2008 really will be his last chance to go out on a high note. He gets a C. Speaking of super best friends, they finished in ninth place. 
they picked up four points. In a troubled but valiant effort of a season, it was a shoestring budget, thanks to their defaulting sponsors, but the team ran better than their Honda parent for most of the early races, even though they struggled later on. They get a B- simply for effort. Takuma Sato, well, the team was created for him in the first place, so it was kind of fitting that he took its first points. He had a wonderful run in Canada and got everybody excited, but unfortunately that proved to be the low, the high point of the season. I give him a B. His teammate, Ant, Anthony Davidson. Well, Atom Ant was game, but uh, had more than his share of bad luck and had some great qualifying performances, but just couldn't convert them into points. He gets a C plus simply for effort. Spiker finished in 10th place, and the game of hot potato continued for the former Jordan team. More owners with big ideas and no money once again equal misery, despite lining up a strong sponsor package. So they get a D. Of their drivers, Adrian Sutil, well, despite being permanently at the back end of the grid, he managed to show his talent, and he picked up a point thanks to uh, Liuzzi's penalty in Japan. He gets a B-. Christian Albers, well... He was just blown away by Sutil. His Dutch passport kept him in the cockpit far longer than he deserved to be. He should have stuck with the DTM. It's a D-. Marcus Winkelhock, he enjoyed his five minutes of fame. Well, actually, it was six laps at Nürburgring. He gets a C. Sakon Yamamoto, the guy is a mobile chicane and should not be let back on the track. Especially after his appearances in 2006, he gets an F. And so we come to the last place finisher in the Constructors' Championship, McLaren, with eight wins, eight poles, five fastest laps, and 24 podiums. It's just as well that they didn't win. The witch hunt would still be going on now. The team seemed to do everything it could to tear itself apart, but due in no small part to the management skill of Ron Dennis and his team, it took this championship to the wire. I give them an A. Fernando Alonso, he took four wins, two poles, three fastest laps. But he shocked the world by signing for McLaren and then turned all prima donna on them when uh, he wasn't the undisputed number one, which, strangely enough, the team hasn't had in the past, like, 14 years. His antics in Hungary were the final straw, and despite some fine performances, the team were pleased to see him leave. I give him just a B. And it comes down to Lewis Hamilton. Is he the illegitimate child of Ron Dennis? Some might think so, given the way he's been treated by the team. But his performances in 2007 truly backed up the faith that they put in him since a very young age. Lewis Mania threatens to be the biggest thing in England since Nigel Mansell was our Nige. And rightly so. I give him an A+. Well, that's the end of the show. As you can tell, it's been a little longer than the usual 250 seconds. But that's okay. It's the end of the season. We need to review. So, we'll be back in 2008 on a regular basis. I hope you join us. For everybody at MCZ, thanks for listening. <laughs>